Welcome to the Tripping Off Podcast. My name is Jesse Lyon. Today we are joined by the co-founder of trauma-focused hypnotherapy, Zach Dodson. On today's episode, Zach brings us some hard facts about a topic that many of us either struggle with or have been personally affected by. How not to be a dick. I'm pretty excited because for the first time, it's taken 17 episodes, but on episode 18, we have the co-founder of Trauma Focused Hypnotherapy with us today in the office, Zach Dodson. And Zach Dodson has brought some interesting topics that I'm uh, pretty excited to talk about. They're, well, curious, I would say. But Zach, it's great to have you here. Yeah, well, um, you'll, for all the listeners out there, you'll see... uh the reason why this is Jesse's uh, expertise and not mine. Uh, Going to get a little dose of that today. Um, he's the friendly, nice, caring one, and I'm the one that's presenting the book that we're going to talk about today. Think about it like your hypnotherapy mother and father. You know, if you <laughs> who's, who's, if you want the hard truth, you go ask Papa Zach. Papa if you want Zach. so. <laughs> If you want someone <laughs> to to care about your feelings and you know maybe smooth over the rough truth, you probably talk to me. Zach could give it to you straight, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go home and tell my wife that uh, that's what she can call me from now on. Papa Zach. Papa Zach. Hypno Papa. <laughs> but but yeah, there's there's definitely a reason that uh, we we started this thing together. Uh, we're very different. Uh, one of my favorite differences is that you have an amazing ability to see things in your mind. Uh, I've got zero capacity <laughs> to do that. I close my eyes. It is dark. There's a lot of words and ideas. Uh, there's no visual representation, but that's like your strongest suit. And so we kind of we kind of complement each other in that way where you do things that I can't and I do things that you can't. So together we get this well-rounded picture of whatever topic it is we're trying to talk about. Yeah, uh, and I think that that kind of comes from the model that our mentors and uh, kind of had when they were uh, teaching us hypnotherapy, and but I th- to be honest, like I think, I think that we do it better than they do as far as like the differences in <laughs> personalities. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and the, co- the complementary uh, aspect of it, not that, that we're better hypnotherapists. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they have hypnotherapy showdowns? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. high noon, you just <laughs> ready, set, snap. Duel. Metaphors. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But we didn't. We didn't come to talk about that necessarily. We did come. Well, I say we. I did zero preparation. You did quite a bit. Also, a difference in our personalities. Exactly. Uh, you have a book. That you wanted to share with us, uh, and there's some relation to hypnotherapy, trance, hypnosis. Uh, what is this book that you've got? Yeah, so this is this is a book by um, a person named Megan Darty. Uh, maybe we can get the links later on and put. Yeah, them I'll put them in there somewhere. Um, and this is a good description about how Jesse and I are different. My aunt gave this to me because she thought it was appropriate. <laughs> I've seen the title, so I know the punchline. The title is "How to uh, How Not to Be a Dick: An Everyday Guide, uh, An Everyday Etiquette Guide." And uh, it's funny. <laughs> uh, there's there's the section that I would like to read today is uh, called uh, at, uh, "At a Restaurant." And uh, uh, there's how not to be a dick at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of, kind of like a Dick and Jane kind of 
characters in it and they talk to each other and there's pictures and stuff like that yeah i'm really digging the pictures like there's some great like cartoon sunday morning classic things going on in here that (laughs) i like um and it's a it's a sarcastic thing that uh you know i get a lot um and i think my aunt wanted to wanted me to have this because she thought that it was funny she knew that i could handle her saying this statement to me um, but I, I, I think that she's also been offended on a couple of times by things that I've said that have been pretty blunt. Uh, Hypno Papa coming yeah. at you strong. Yeah. So, so I was, I was kind of like thinking about this and there's another book that I was thinking about kind of talking about and how it has hypnotherapy in it. And I was kind of thinking, man, that, that other book is kind of coming on strong for a first, uh, visit. Um, and so, um, I was like, this is kind of some of the same material, but uh, in a little more palatable way. Yeah, yeah it's okay. it's not about murder and death. <laughs> yeah, and you stuff you like did that. discuss the other book, and don't worry, stay tuned. That book will happen. Yeah, but maybe we'll introduce you to Zach in a little bit of a nicer way. Yeah. <laughs> so so I was just thinking about this this book from the perspective of of it's funny, it's it the book is funny because it's actually talking about trances. And like, hey, don't do this trance. Yeah, it's obviously, it's obvious that you shouldn't do that trance. Yeah, everybody knows you're not supposed to be a dick. Well, if everybody knows that you're not supposed to be a dick, <laughs> why are people dicks? You got a great point. Cultural do you, trances. Do you have an answer for that? Like, like, because there are, there's so many people who like, you know, we go through life and how is somebody like that? We have these conversations. I have these conversations with my friends. You know, I, geez, I was standing in line uh, at Disney. There is no greater place to observe dictum than standing in line at Disney. And, you know, why is it that people don't understand basic things? Uh, it blows blows my mind, blows other people's mind, but there's got to be a reason. What would, what would you say? So, briefly, it's cultural trances. Uh, 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 the, the, the long answer to that is that we we get so one-minded. Like, this is... That, that, that person that's, that's being a dick in line is is sitting here saying, this is my one time to relax. Hmm. Nothing is getting in the way. <laughs> and then they perceive like this, this other person almost getting in the way, could get in the way, is getting in the way. Because mm-hmm. mistakes happen. And their they're, horns come out. You know, claws come out. No, you will not. You will not get in the way of me having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I've traveled here from how many miles? Exactly. I've planned this for how long? How many other people in my family, in my group of friends, are relying on me in this time? There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of different things, and you know, I think uh, if you are listening to this from Orlando, Florida, or anywhere in the area and you have the annual passes, you do that sort of thing. I think we can be guilty in our own way because we, as like annual pass holders or those who are used to and accustomed to theme parks, kind of develop these trances of our own where we think, oh, I'm going to go to Disney. I'm going to turn my brain off. I'm going to have my relaxing afternoon. And anybody who gets in the way of that is from Satan themselves <laughs> sent here to ruin my good time when really... Who, who gave us, like, license to create those trances and say, oh, anybody who goes to Disney should do it the way that I decided we should go to Disney because this is the best way? That's a little arbitrary, dude. Go back to New York. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you had any time in New York? 
Yeah. Yeah. I see. That's that's personal for you. Like, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. back to New York. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I, I I love it. Uh, uh, it's just out of context. We have these expectations. Yeah. Like we do things that we would never think about doing, because we're in that little mindset of whatever is just right in front of us and we can't see the peripheral true so speaking of not seeing the peripheral and accidentally or maybe on purpose being a dick uh you're gonna read us something yeah 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 so it's it's pretty um this is out of the if you're going to dinner sort of section of the book right at a restaurant okay at a restaurant uh that's that's what, what what it is and there's there's some there's some hints here um, but the one that I wanted to, to, to just mention is getting your waiter's attention. So the, the sections are at a restaurant. Um, the, the section title says, Everybody likes going out to a nice restaurant for a good meal. While it seems like this should be a simple, be simple, there are lots of ways it can go wrong. Here's what you need to know to do things right. And then the first one is respect your server, and there's this whole paragraph and stuff like that. Uh, and then other ones are ordering food, allergies, and dietary restrictions. Mm. Yeah. Dealing with unruly diners, like other people in the in in the uh, restaurant. Uh, a note to children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> making making complaints, and there's a couple of them, but the one that the one that stood out the most to me was was this one. It's great. Okay. It's like getting your waiter's attention. Okay. The best way to get your waiter's attention, especially when the restaurant is busy, is to lift your hand and say, "Excuse me." When your server uh, when your server wa- uh, walks by, then it's the picture and she's really angry and it says, "Try not to whistle." <laughs> that would be rough. <laughs> or snap your fingers. Oh. And no matter how loud it is, it's important not to yell. Your server can see and hear you just fine. And then the you know, the young lady is just yelling, "Oi!" <laughs> oh man! And you know, Orlando's got such a big like service industry too. Yeah, that's got to hit some people. Uh, we could have a whole laundry list of inappropriate ways people have been a dick <laughs> to their servers. Yeah. What what is it about that? You know, why do we feel so entitled when we're sitting down in a restaurant? So, like this is, I, I thinking about like family and experiences that I've had. Um, mm. Never been a server, but kind of worked in the server industry, service industry, um, owning businesses, stuff like that. <laughs> and I think that the. We have a couple of cultural trances that I've experienced. Are you talking like from different cultures, like from out of state or like cultures is in like the cultures inside of our minds? Yeah. Like let me, family to family. Explain that. for Both. Me. Both. Uh, but let's go from the, the, the macro scale for just okay. a second. So, so I used to live in France. And, oh, okay. uh, in, in in Paris, and uh, I lived there just for a short time. But uh, the the uh, how you treat a diner is very different in France. I would imagine. And the the uh, thing that a lot of Americans have a hard time with is what they call customer service hmm. when they're in France. Hmm. Well, having experienced that culture and having uh, 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 lived there, I kind of have an issue with how we define 
um, customer service. If I go out to eat, I'm not going out just for the food. If we go out to eat together, I'm going out to spend time with you. I'm going out to, to, to talk to you. I don't want every five or 10 minutes for somebody to come by and say, how's your food? I didn't even think about that. That's so different. Like growing up here, yeah. like that's, that's pretty normal. Like people will actually give bad tips if the server does not come over every 10 minutes and fill up your water or check on you, make sure how's the food. How much water do you need? I, right, <laughs> I don't right, know. Right. Like, like, like how, how many times do you have to say that everything's okay? So France is super different? Yeah, very, very, very much like that. And, 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 and I kind of liked it. And when I was there and I was just like, ah. I was talking to a friend and he was like, yeah, like, who, the friend had lived in the United States and he was, he was French, he was Parisian. And his, his response to this was like, he, he just explained that to me. And I was just like, light bulb, I like this system way more. Don't interrupt me. I want to hang out. Whoa, so not only is it different, but it's opposite. Where if a server were to interrupt you every 15 minutes, you'd be like, well, this server's super rude. Yeah, what, I, the, I, what the heck? I'd be annoyed. And, but but here, you know, if someone grows up in, in America, that's uh, rude to ignore your patrons, what would feel like ignoring anyway, for more than 15 minutes. Exactly. And so w- then what happens, going back to that Disney example. Yeah. Going back to uh, the the difference in cultures here, with with this as an ex- as an example, don't don't whistle or snap your fingers. People do that because they're sitting here. Their entire world becomes my server is not paying attention to me. They're not doing what they they're supposed to be doing. Mm. They're not they're they're not being good. They need to be good. I need to show them how to be good. So I'm not very good at snapping my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic because you're a hypnotherapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, wow, wow, okay, okay. Well, so that's great information. What do I do with that? Should I should I change my mind? Should I? Well, I don't even know where to begin. Like, what would be the therapy for me as a bad customer or being out of context like that? Cool thing. So, one. In this case. Well, I generally just don't believe in good and bad. Uh, I believe in authentic or inauthentic or context and or not in context. Okay. But... I mean, that's um, a huge point you just made. Yeah. That we're like really hurriedly going by. But not believing in good and bad and really being aware of context is like step number one. Step number one. Be, be aware of context. Because if, if, if you expect what an American would say is customer service... Uh-huh. And you don't get it, like that actually is a bad server. If everybody knows that this is what servers do, mm-hmm. and the server's not doing it, mm-hmm. that's a bad server. So, they're they're behaving out of context. Okay. But if you're American in France, expecting American service, it's yeah. you that's that's out of context. Hmm. So I think that the, 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 the key point is like, number one, bringing awareness to it. My, my aunt got me this book. Uh, she's a great aunt. She's, she's wonderful. Uh, uh, but she, she, I think she got it, gave it to me so that I could see a little bit more of the context. <laughs> Zach, don't do these things. I don't know how Out much it helped. Context. I don't know how much it helped. But. Do, you, do, you think, do you think then that uh, people who are dicks live in a context inside their head? Yeah. 
and they seldom venture out of the context that is inside their head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about it from everything from uh, when, when do we see the biggest dicks? That's politics. A funny sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you work. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, let's let's not cut that out. <laughs> no, that's staying in there. <laughs> Yeah. So. But politics. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. gosh! Like, no, that yeah. just made the joke worse. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's where we see some of the biggest dicks, um, or people trying to portray that they have uh, uh, big dicks. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, like it's it's in politics. Like like when we have conversations about politics, I think in the last podcast you were you were talking about Thanksgiving or Christmas or holidays yeah. where you go back to. Um, family. Yeah, it was the family trance. Yeah, we had Alex on, and we were talking about the family trance that she deals a lot with in her therapy sessions. Yeah, that's perfect example right there. Yeah, is you go home, uh, for from college, and you've just been learning all of this stuff, and you go home from college to to uh, see the family, and everybody is happily trying to keep things the same and in order, mm-hmm. and you just got back from an experience where everything was. Everything was laid out. New experiences all, uh, all around. Right. Yeah, you're going to get in a fight. It's out of context. Yeah. Man, and the, the idea that as you're developing this is hitting me so strongly uh, is flexibility is so important. But even more than flexibility, when somebody is able to be aware of context mm-hmm. and when somebody is able to hold intention the environment that is inside their head yeah. against the environment that they find themselves in physically yep. and then able to meld those two together, that really is almost the definition of connection. And when I think of connection, I think even more deeply, a genuine intentional connection is love, yeah. is empathy. And so the key to not being a dick is showing intentional love and empathy and connection. And so when somebody is not doing that or, or it can be on both sides too. Like somebody who's frustrated about perceiving someone else being a dick, like being an American in Paris and saying, wow, the server is lame. You're kind of being the dick because you're not showing intentionality in your empathy, love and connection for Parisian culture. And so really like this, this whole thing of not being a dick seems even bigger to me because if people could understand how important love and connection is, things would be a lot better. Yeah. And this, this, uh, what kind of came to my head right there is I have this idea that I can actually say, I can ask anybody anything, anything, anything. That's a bold statement, uh, Mr. Dodson. Yes. And as long as it is authentic hmm. and I have a, a – even if it's for a short period of time, an authentic connection with whoever I'm talking to. And I have so many stories about this. The, the, uh, would, you, the, would you like to share one? Yeah. I mean I'll just share one. Okay. okay. But it's, it's, the, it's the one that you – I think you've heard this story. I probably have, yeah. The one in CVS. Yeah, please. So – oh, man, my wife's going to hate me for this. Uh, so I'm in Even CVS, <laughs> uh, a, a, a local drugstore, and uh, I am I'm I'm looking for tampons. 
And I'm the kind of person that if you just tell me like, hey, get tampons, I'm probably going to pick the first thing that that I see, not thinking about all the details that you gave me or anything like that. So my wife sends me a picture. It's on my phone. Okay. I'm 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 looking for this 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 picture on on this wall, and I don't see it. Well, long story short, Oof. I asked this young lady, early early twenties, uh, and uh, I'm like early thirties at the time. And she, she finds it for me. She t- the, the the marketing had changed. Oh, okay, the, like the, the packaging, branding, the branding, the packaging. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And and so like, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm I'm thinking, wow, this this young lady, that was really cool. That was really cool. That was really great. We really connected on this thing. That was really nice. Yeah, and, and kind of personal too. Exactly, like and, extremely personal. And you know, you got to come home with the right ones. Yes. Like you have to come home. Do not come home. <laughs> Unless you've got the right ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, like, I might be wrong, but I think my wife was, like, sick at the time, too. Oh, she no. She had a cold. So Double it was down. Just like, <laughs> yeah. And and so, like, I, I just, like, look at this young lady. We have that connection. And I'm very interested in, in, like, intimate moments in people's lives and how they deal with it. Sure. So the thought just comes to my head from my, from my uh, um, uh, unconscious mind. And I, I say to her something along the lines of, hey, this is really awesome. Thank you. I'm a researcher at heart. I love to hear stories. I love stories. I have a question about yours. Can I ask you a really personal question? She's a little bit hesitant. And I'm like, no yeah. is perfectly good answer. It is pretty personal. Yeah. And that just caught her and. Oh no! What did what did you ask? Zach? The, qu- the question was, "What was your first period experience like?" Damn. <laughs> and she told me. Wow! Really? And every time that I've authentically done this, the person always tells me. Not ninety nine percent of the time, I don't have an example of where they haven't answered whatever my question is. It hasn't been a situation where they haven't answered you. That is not a thing so far. Wow. Okay. And I think that is exactly because of what you said. Her experience was really tra- traumatic. Really, her first her first period. Her first period was really traumatic, and it got it got kind of emotional right there. And I, I like I had to tie it up and be like, "This is just really cool that you're 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 talking to me about this and uh, kind of bring her up from that uh, uh, those emotions." Yeah. Um, because we couldn't do therapy there. Of course. Well, that was cool that you cared for her too in that moment. That was a really personal moment. And I was always going to because we had that connection. Right. It's almost like she could feel that from you. Like she knew that in the context, you you know, there was no issue with you being uh, a man, her being a woman. There was no issue with you being the age you were, her being the age she was. You demonstrated the ability to suspend your internal frame of reference and adopt hers and show empathy in that moment. And you use that word context. Yeah. And that 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 was the right context. I mean, never never ask that question again. Mm-hmm. And it can't be contrived. Mm-hmm. So if anybody's out there listening, like, and you're gonna go do that, stop now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. dumb idea. That's right. how you get stabbed. Right. <laughs> and you should get stabbed out of context. <laughs> exactly. There's there's some authenticity that you had that I don't think anybody hearing the story and then trying to go out and mimic that would miss the authenticity of that moment. Yeah, it was it was that moment. And so yeah. the 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 real context behind my bold statement of you can say anything to anybody is 
is you, you can say any authentic thing to anybody. That's a great <clears throat> clarifying way to put it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I think that that's that kind of brings us back to the book, which is like how to not be a dick. This could all be summed up in shut up, pay attention, care for people. Yeah. Just care. Yeah. That's that's awesome. And I think you know that brings up a point in me that I feel I'm constantly battling when I'm on this podcast talking about hypnotherapy is so often the context and the understanding that people have surrounding hypnosis and hypnotherapy is someone who is unauthentic. Absolutely. It's somebody who's on stage, somebody they've seen in a movie, somebody who's acting manipulative in their intention. And so there is this hesitation and this fear surrounding hypnosis that is absolutely appropriate. Absolutely appropriate because yeah. that would not be a good person to trust. You give me goosebumps. Yeah. And so I, I fight that so much and I know you fight that as well because hypnotherapy is so much different. It is... Um, it's therapy in an even greater degree of empathy because not only am I listening to and understanding someone's thoughts and logic that got them to their decision, but I'm also empathizing with understanding, suspending my reality and adopting theirs to understand the unconscious frame of reference that got them to where they are. Yeah. And I mean, to me, like doing that is, is love. It's Mm. caring for somebody. Yeah. It's loving somebody and taking care of them and empathizing with them. And I mean, even going going back to, you know, Carl Rogers and his, you know, form of questioning and the way that he cared for clients, like the reason that worked is because there was genuine empathy being demonstrated and shown. Yeah. And the research shows that if empathy and care are given to a human being, that really is the majority of the change agent. Yeah, I'm, I'm like being triggered. I got in so many fights with professors and stuff like that when they tried to teach me Rogerian therapy. Oh, really? I think if you're trying to teach somebody Rogerian therapy, you <laughs> missed the point. You kind of messed up. It should it should be therapy. And, and those things applied to whoever is sitting in the counselor's chair. I got in so many fights over that. I, I could I could see just the way your posture changes in the way you talk about that. If any of my professors are listening right now, I am so sorry for everything that I put you through. <laughs> I kind of hope they are. It, and and from the other side of this table, if you are Zach's professor, please write me. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I will pay you to to talk with me. <laughs> Uh, that's such a great that's such a great point though and the reason i'm so passionate about this is there is a second layer to caring for and empathizing with someone that i believe often gets missed and it's the unconscious portion it's the larger portion of what it means to be a person which which is where so many people miss the deep work that sets our clients out on their own journey rather than just being fixed rather than just doing the things that are socially acceptable in a context. So many coping mechanisms are just about making sure that that person can live in this context, not Mm. making them resilient Mm. to live in contexts. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. My question is, uh, if I am being a dick and I'm being triggered 
uh, maybe I'm in line at Disney or I'm at a restaurant and I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting steamed up, how do I become aware that I'm being the asshole? Or how do I become aware that somebody else is being the asshole? How in that moment do I develop myself and my understanding? I, um, it's a tough question. I, I, yeah, it is a tough question because I think that the an- answer is actually nothing. If you're being a dick at that at, at that situation in that in that context, you didn't do the work beforehand. Ah, so I mean, how I am is just like I have to say sorry a lot. I mean, but that's that's good advice. Yeah. So being quick to say sorry. Yeah, yeah. Be, being quick to recognize your faults. And and then understand that you are the person th- that could be back in that situation. And so then you deal with the triggers. You deal with the unconscious motivation that got you there. Ultimately, I think that's the only way that there's going to be any true resolution. You could do things like grounding techniques, but that doesn't didn't solve that second layer. Got it. Do you think that the second layer can be solved in the heat of the moment? No, no, I don't think so. Too too late. No, you need you, you need the connection. So if 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 like I'm being a dick to somebody, well, maybe in this context. So because okay, I, I said no, like it's a definitive. Nothing's a definitive in in my head. Not with Zach. So if I'm being <laughs> if I'm being and and you've done this to me, yeah, yeah, I'm being a dick to somebody else. You've gone. Uh, Wow, Zach! Like I don't know, I don't, I don't remember any particular instance that you've done this to me. Sure, but you said like, well, that's kind of dickish, man. What what was that about? And because we have that connection, oh. I can't have it with the person that I'm I'm being a dick to because I've 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 put a wall up in my dickishness. True, with that person. Yeah, but I don't have that with you. And it, and, and if I if I have the connection and the authenticity. Uh, and and there is that caring, and you say that to me in in a caring, authentic way. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna snap. See, did better that time. That was great. Uh, that was good. I was pr- We're I making was, progress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll be open to it. I'll be receptive to it. So in that case, I think that there could be a situation where you are snapping out of it in the moment. But only because I'm behind the wall already. Yeah. If the wall is up, there's really not a lot you can do in the moment. The moment is already passed. You know, and geez, I mean this this kind of conversation brings a whole new context for what therapy is. It's kind of, you know, psychoanalyzing the uh dick moments that you have throughout the week <laughs> and being like, "So that's interesting that that triggered you. That's interesting that that triggered you. Exactly. Why did you get so frustrated with that?" Yeah, that's really great. And then you because the therapist is behind the wall, you know the therapist is not judging you. I I mean, I hope you don't you might need another therapist we'll talk about it later (laughs) but uh the therapist cares about you you know they're on your team and so they are behind the wall because they're a neutral third party and they can help you process stuff in a safe way yep wow okay man it brings a whole new context to friendships too friendships are crazy important yeah having someone you can trust that way and then you, you see the effects of the 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 sometimes horrible effects of things like depression and anxiety and how isolating they can be and then how this whole thing spirals out of, out of control. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's great advice. Well, I've got like a thousand more questions, but uh, that just means you have to come back. This can't be your <laughs> one and only. We've got to have you back here, right, Zach? Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll uh, 
<laughs> Check I, back I, in I, another I'd, 17 episodes. I'd love to do that sooner <laughs> than later. That sounds awesome. <laughs> man, well, uh, bringing you the facts, how not to be a dick. Zach Dodson, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Do you have anything uh, you want to shout out or plug before we wrap up for today? Yeah, as far as how not to be a dick, do as I say, not as I do. Great advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, check... <laughs> Uh, check us out at uh, traumafocusedhypnotherapy.com. Uh, my my practice is is kind of run under hdcounseling.com, um, and uh, I uh, I do hypnotherapy. That's great. That's great. Yep. Traumafocusedhypnotherapy.com. I'm Jesse Lyon. You can find me. Geez, mostly anywhere. Lyon Mental Health. L Y O N Mental Health. And. Uh, Thanks for tagging along on this one. Zach, it was great to have you. Yeah, brother. And we'll do it again real soon. Yeah. See you then later. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>